Welcome to the Girls on Tour podcast with Mira Manga. Hello and welcome to a very delayed episode of the Girls on Tour podcast. This podcast came about in a rather unusual way in which best friend, global businesswoman, jet setter and uh, fabulous makeup vixen Charlotte Howe basically collared me and told me she was going to be doing the podcast for me. It actually turned into a very romantic fairy tale style recounting of her travels and how she managed her new relationship and various things that happened to her on the way to her marriage to the lovely Henry. Settle back, unwind and enjoy this episode of the Girls on Tour podcast. So I am here now in a really lovely quiet room with Charlotte. Hi. Hello. And we put baby Matilda to bed now. Yes. She's the latest addition to the family. She is. Why am I interviewing you in particular for my podcast, Charlotte? I just think there's a lot of things that I need to give to the world. (laughs) And I feel like your podcast is a great way. I need to share this experience before I die. And you just don't know when that could happen to you. So (laughs) This is true. And listeners, if I'm being honest, of course, I was going to invite Charlotte. He's one of my best friends to do my podcast because... Not only is she the one in the office who's always great with the travel tips and helping to book cheap holidays and knows all the destinations and the best restaurants, you have opinions. Oh, I do, honey. Yeah. A lot. So when Charlotte told me that I was going to have her on the podcast and she gave me a time and a date, I'm more than happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things I wanted to talk about, because it struck a chord with lots of people who listen to my Jackie Oates podcast is travelling with a little one. Yes. So this is a new thing in your life. It's new and it's not easy. Because I was one of those travellers who literally am infuriated by people taking any length of time going through security or going through any type of delay to my boarding a plane, boarding a train, anything. I have zero tolerance for people not knowing what to do. And so when I used to go through an airport, for example, I would fly through. And then obviously when you have children, it's a little bit more complicated than that. (laughs) So describe... So now you have empathy for those poor parents, right? But not a lot. They need to get quick at going through as well. So how do you speed a baby through security? (laughs) Could you have to take it naked so they don't have to search it? Like... What's the protocol? Well, it's good if you can either borrow or have your own pram that you can handle with one arm. Yeah. So a lightweight, quick up, quick down. So either borrow one or get one on eBay or something so that you can have something that you can manoeuvre. And that's also really handy around airport shops because they're very small. Yeah. And if you need to do some real serious retail therapy with a baby, you need a quick nifty pram. And the other great thing to do is have a carrier of some description so you can sling them in the carrier and you're completely hands-free. You can get everything up onto oh, the security clever. belt. Then you can take them out, go through the scanner with them, pop them back in, be hands-free, pack all your things back. <laughs> I love it. That's a great tip. And the number one tip is claim that your water is sterilised so that you don't have to chuck it out of the beaker. Because oh, they allow you to go through with any limit of sterilized water as long as you have a miniature involved oh that's so cute yeah they're allowed okay so grab a baby if you want to take water through (laughs) and um how old was matilda on her first adventure on an airplane she was six weeks old (gasps) and we went to our friend steph and colleagues wedding in valencia 
And actually, I'd advise everyone to travel while they're if you if you've not had a baby and you're having one or planning on having one, yeah, book as many trips as you can before they're six months old because they're much easier to handle. So you you found that easy at six weeks? It's very easy when they're young because they don't want to move and they're like happy to cuddle you and go for a little sleep. And I suppose a, sh- a short flight like London to Spain is is manageable. Yeah, but you've done a long haul with a baby. So yes. tell me about that. Firstly, why? What possessed you? The call of the sun and yeah. the beach possessed me. <laughs> and um, we were lucky because we managed to upgrade with our points. So we managed to fly business class. But I would say, whatever way you're travelling, you're still going to encounter issues with a, an emerging toddler who'd like to... And she could walk at that point, so she Uh-oh. wants to run around and she doesn't want to be strapped to you. So I'd say the best tip is... If you drink alcohol, a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be serious then, but no, booze the way. Booze the way through yeah. it. Um, strap them to you and just bounce them up and down until they go to sleep. And then you can go to sleep. Okay. Um, but always go to the toilet before you do that, because the last thing you want to be doing is sleeping. That's the toddler yeah. sleeping on you and you're desperate you're too to scared. go. Oh, but you survived and you had a lovely holiday. Yeah, it was great. How is it different from a romantic holiday away with two to romantic holiday away with baby? Well, it's not romantic any longer. <laughs> um, I think the key thing is if you can get a little separate bit, if you can put them in, you know, sometimes you get a little loungy bit attached to yeah. your room. Where we went in Thailand, they normally have bigger rooms. So you can, if you can get them in a little separate section, so you can still watch television or have a little mm-hmm. bit of an evening. Um and I think just enjoying it and maybe taking turns so you get a bit of relaxation. So, yeah. you know, if I did an owl playing with her or taking her in the um, pool, then Henry would do, who's my husband, he would take some time and then you could relax and read a book or whatever. So you have to take nice. it in turns. So some teamwork. You have helps. to have teamwork, yeah. yeah. And then you have to just realise that your party days are over. Oh no! You're gonna sit with a cup of tea and watch some telly. No, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that depressing note, thank you. I want to talk about a time that I thought was so cute, and you had just met Henry. It's a very new relationship. Yeah, Charlotte's husband is lovely. He's a good lad. Thanks. And you were just given a role at a new job, mm-hmm. and they required you to travel to California a lot. Mm. And in fact, you kind of. That was kind of a breaking point for you, wasn't it? Yeah, because um, we didn't like to be apart, really. And so travelling was not really, for any length of time, was not very good for the relationship. At the time, you prioritising your love for this new guy. Yeah. I found that that something that kind of shocked me a bit, because I'd always thought you were really career-driven, and you still are. You're the most aggressively career-driven woman I know. Yeah. Compliment. Um and I wondered if you could talk a little bit about the feelings and because for me that's quite a cute part of your story and I was thinking that's when I realised you were really serious about this one yeah so we we were definitely very in love and um, I think I just felt that it was not um, something that I wanted to compromise at all and so I wasn't willing to continue to do something that was making him unhappy but also making me unhappy because the happiness that I was getting in my life was from that relationship and I knew that I could have 
still have a really successful career without having to do that compromise. Yeah. So I had to figure it out. And I had to leave that job in order to do that. And I was willing to do it because that was my life and I knew I had a future with him and yeah. I just thought, yeah, this has to be done. Oh, but it's a brave step to take. It is brave. Yeah, but you don't have to... Comp- you know, you can have a great career and a great love life if you want to but you have to work at both yeah and I think people forget that they have to also work at their life and they allow their work to come too close to that and then sometimes they sacrifice it and it's sad yeah I suppose you know the different you know there's different types of relationships so some people thrive on you know being together the whole time and other people absolutely for example when I spoke to Ro she loves travel she loves coming home to see what home improvements mike has made so that yes. works but um but she does not like being away from what no mike she, too. she misses him yeah so what are you how, what are your feelings on long distance relationships is that something you would ever have done i couldn't do it because like you say there are different um ways people behave in relationships and i'm quite yeah. i like to be quite in it and close to it um but I think it can work for some people, but it is very difficult. I don't think anyone finds it easy. No. In my experience, people don't find it very easy, but some people more suited to it than others. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I also have another little story. This is kind of a very romantic podcast. I don't know if you would mind telling this story about um, you were on one of your travels. Yeah. And something very portentous happened that kind of... Am I giving oh, you enough yes. hints? Yes, you are, yeah. So, so actually... This is a cute story. This is a very sweet story. So I used to work with Ro, um, and one of our work trips, um, we were opening a store in Vienna, uh-huh. in Austria, and Ro and I also love to shop. So I think in our lunch break, instead of eating, we just went for, <laughs> that sounds, for a shopping yeah. trip. That and sounds we like and, Charlotte and Rowena listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> We went and bought some jewellery in a really cool jewellery shop and the lady convinced me to buy what was essentially a string bracelet for probably about 90 euros, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But it had a charm on it and and the idea was that there was a magic spell placed on the bracelet and um, I could make a wish and then whenever the bracelet broke at that exact point, that's when the wish would come true. Oh, Okay. And at this point, I was very fed up because I just couldn't find a boyfriend and I did really want a boyfriend and I just couldn't find anyone I Mm. liked. And it was seriously taking its toll. Well, you were working hard at it. And I was working, yeah, and I was also working really hard, so I didn't have time to really meet anyone. Um, And I told Ray, right, Ray, I'm going to put this bracelet on and I'm going to just wish for a boyfriend because I really want to find someone nice. And Ray wanted me to as well. So I wished for it. And then in my mind, I said, and I only come off when I'm in love with them. Yeah. And then I didn't think anything more of it. And I had the bracelet on for months and months. I decided to really date seriously loads and loads of people. (laughs) Yes. I can attest, Charlotte did treat this like another work assignment. So she had a schedule of dates. Morning, noon and night, I was on a date. (laughs) And I just went through them like, yep, no, yep, no. And eventually, bless Henry, I stumbled across Henry. And we went for a date and I really, really liked him. And then, lo and behold, probably couple of months after meeting Henry and dating him etc I went on a holiday um with one of my best friends 
and this bracelet was hanging on like an absolute thread and I'm surprised <laughs> we were in in and out of the sea um jumping off, off on and off boats and I'm really surprised that this um bracelet stood the test of time yeah but when I got back um we had a lovely romantic valentine's day and he um said that he loved me whilst I made him watch the notebook everyone listeners <laughs> That's top awesome. tip <laughs> he hated it made him watch Pretty Woman as well oh, um, dreadful woman that's the test of true love <laughs> and he said that he loved me and the bracelet literally fell off that day Aww. so it came true that's quite cute and it's I a think very cute story we can but include it but... but we can include it in this podcast because the elements of you travelling finding this trinket taking it somewhere else and then you know yeah, all this happening true and he knew that it was significant but he didn't know what it meant but he got very excited when it, when fell, it fell off, off. As well. have you still got it i do have it somewhere okay if I we can find it point. i will take a picture of it for you <laughs> listeners <laughs> and you can put it up on the girls on tour instagram and you can have a look at that mythical bracelet and now onto some more mundane traveling tips for like okay. normal people who don't have these amazing romances yet yeah um so one of the things that you've always done in our work together is you've done for magazines tv got guan makeup tips yeah self-care tips personal tips and i know you travel all the time yeah so i wanted to talk to you about travel tips okay and as a businesswoman who travels and also as a mummy yeah do you have any travel essentials or things that you were like i absolutely need this i cannot leave without it a good sun cream if you're going somewhere hot mm you have to take care of that skin but I'm also a sun worshipper so I have to have a really good sunscreen so I always take a great sunscreen if I'm going somewhere hot I always take a padlock people okay tell us about the padlock you have to take a padlock because there's a lot of things you might want to lock up um and often you're going through especially if you're going through dodgy airports or you mm. bought a dodgy flight via somewhere you want to make sure that your stuff is secured yeah and actually henry used to work at baggage handling oh okay <laughs> as a teenager and he's always said to me what you should always do is zip it so that the zip ends underneath okay the suitcase and then padlock it because it's a lot harder to get get to, to. Yeah, that's a great top tip, tip from an ex baggage handler. Um, are you, are you the type of person? Do you trust hotel safes? Would you leave your belongings in there and stuff? I would. Yeah. Uh, depending where you are. Okay. Yeah, and I'd say somewhere like Brazil, I didn't take any jewelry, and I think it, you follow the advice that you're given by people that have been there before. Yeah. That was definitely the right thing to do. If I do carry jewellery with me, I take it hand luggage. I was once heard an outrageous story about Lindsay Lohan that she had taken £30,000 worth of jewellery in her hand luggage, but I am not surprised. I think that's the safest thing to do. But okay. keep it on your person. Yeah. So don't throw it up in the bins above. Put it no. under your seat. Yeah, okay. keep it with you. Good advice. You know, in your actual small handbag or something and keep it in a secret pocket inside. Love it. And if you're a man, I mean... Give it to your wife to carry. Give it to your wife, or yeah. Your so all those men with medallions. All those men with a lot of a lot <laughs> of bling. Sovereigns. Yeah, because that's the kind of man I like to hang out with, Charlotte. So yeah. Or wear it. Even better, wear, <laughs> wear it. Wear it. And look fabulous on your flight. And then you might get an upgrade. You may well get an upgrade. But that's the other thing I want to talk to you about. You managed to somehow find the cheapest flights, get the most air miles, find the 
most swanky hotels, best hotels for free. Yeah. Did I say the getting upgrades thing already? Yeah. Okay, so you are, I mean, with everything you do in life, you kind of grasp it and you treat it like work. Yeah. And you get the best. So will you share... Because I know that some of these are secret, so you get the benefit. But would you mind sharing some of your tips? Well, I think from an early age, I'd advise anyone to, you know, get get a loyal get with any loyalty scheme that you can, because some of them are actually very rewarding. So you may as well be signed up to. They don't cost anything. Yeah. And you know, if you then end up becoming a frequent user of that service, whatever it may be, you are going to benefit from that. Yeah. Um. So I'd always do that. Um, and some of them don't work out for you, but some of them really do. And you're then more likely to get upgraded. So I actually know of somebody, and it didn't happen to me, unfortunately, who I'd advised to sign up to one of these loyalty schemes. And she literally got upgraded with her boyfriend to business class so you think on the next flight she took. If you have a card from that airline, for example. Yeah. You're more likely, more likely to, to. Yeah, yeah, because they'll look at what they, and I know this for a fact because I've got insider information. What they do is they'll go first to their gold customers, then to their silver, then to their bronze, yeah. then to their standard. So if they've got spaces and they have to, every airline books, overbooks their yeah. flight because okay. they know that there's definitely a percentage that always don't make the flight or reschedule or whatever it is on every single flight. So if they find that they're then actually those people did turn up or suddenly they get a last minute group booking yeah um and actually they've overbooked but those people have actually turned up yeah then they're suddenly in a situation where they have to bump passengers into the next class to make room oh okay so who are they looking for well they're looking first for their frequent flyers i see that's that's really good advice yeah so even if you don't travel that often it's worth it it's worth doing okay and i'd say always ask there's really? no harm in asking even for shy people so what would you if you were going to ask i'll be like okay i'll be like hi welcome to check in can i see your luggage so absolutely always be polite no because... no no i'm doing oh a role right play. okay are we doing a role play we're doing a role play hi um yes thank you i've got one suitcase today okay did you pack it yourself i did you got any sharp items no. aerosols batteries oh, did you still work at check it <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm really getting into the <laughs> okay no, so okay. yeah and how's your day been today is it busy is it a oh, busy flight it's so busy it's these football games oh, isn't it world cup i know yeah now, the amount of vuvuzelas i've had did it look busy on the flight because i was going to ask you about a bit of leg room because i'm so tall is there any way i could get the exit seat do you think or is it really full you are tall aren't you how tall are you six foot oh i'm afraid the exit seats are all busy oh no and there's not they're gonna you're gonna be upgrading anyone today well funny you should say that (gasps) i've got a seat in first class with a bed for you oh you're fabulous thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) now that's never happened but i'm waiting (laughs) so please do try that role play remember to be the part of the passenger not the check-in lady and email us and let us know what happens yeah and always be polite because you would you would prefer to upgrade someone polite yeah it's true it's never going to happen if you're rude what do you think about the myth of dressing really no i don't think that's correct because most people that travel in those classes aren't necessarily dressed up so you don't think if you put it used on... to be i wish it was you know i love a bit of glam i wish that people traveled glamorously yeah but they just don't anymore they used to so if i went in fully versace <laughs> with my my louis vuitton louis vuitton luggage 
I doubt that alone would get you the upgrade. Okay. All right. Well, I won't try that because I own neither of those items. <laughs> but, you know, it's something to think about. Definitely. So I'm going to ask you, this is a split question again. Okay. Now you're a mummy, what's your favourite thing about travelling? And pre-baby, what was your favourite thing about travelling? Oh, my favourite thing about travelling... I used to really, really enjoy, even from a really young age, I'd love the flight. I found the flight oh. the most exciting part because yeah. my granddad was a pilot and I don't know, I just used to absolutely love the whole experience of flying Yeah, and I still love it. I'm a bit more wary now I'm older and because things you hear lots of things in the news all the time yeah. so now I get on flight, I'm a bit more nervous than I used to be but not really. Um but yeah, I used to love flying and I think I still really enjoy the flight and the yeah. process. The, the anticipation, the feeling of going and getting on your plane and yeah. jetting off. Seeing everyone, looking. I used to interrogate the stewardesses. If I'd sit in the exit seat, they often sit opposite you. I'd be like, curious, what's the worst thing? Have you ever seen a fight? Do you have to handcuff people? <laughs> just get all the stories from them. Yeah. And one just spilled, told me everything. Love it. I know. I love the goth. So I think I love... All, <laughs> I like talking to people, don't I? So I love all of that. Um, and then and then with Matilda, what do I love? I love seeing her um, have a new experience. That, obviously, because she's never had it before. So she sees the sea. So we went to see her grandparents who live by the sea. Aww. And we had to um, go there on a plane. Is that Jersey? Yeah. yeah. And she just kept running in and it was the Atlantic side so it was quite rough <laughs> it wasn't like a gentle no. and it was quite cold but she just kept running in if we hadn't stopped her she would have just kept going oh, she loved it that's so beautiful that you it get to really see nice. her experiences and that's that's something you love yeah oh thank you thanks for sharing that with us that's very okay kind. okay so I'm going to ask the the best and worst question okay so firstly I'm, te- I'm going to ask you to give me a, a terrible travelling experience or your worst travel experience. Oh, there's probably been a few. Well, everyone hates a delay. You know, everyone hates a delay and everyone hates all of that. Oh, I've got a really good one for this. So, you, I don't. I actually thought I was on Trigger Happy TV or one <laughs> of those programmes where someone is filming you. Yeah. Because I'd got on a train to for work to go up to Edinburgh, and I got I booked a seat, so I had a seat reservation, and I had my earphones in, so I yeah. couldn't really hear. I was just going for my seat, and I was walking down the carriages trying to find my seat. Yeah. Got into the carriage, music on, putting my things away above them, my head, getting comfy, and I had about five minutes till the train left. Yeah. So, I, and I know I clocked a guy who was obviously arranging all his stuff. Yeah. And actually, had I not had my headphones in, I would have realised that I should move immediately, but I didn't oh, no. clock what was actually going on at the time. And so I made myself comfortable with my earphones still in, and I, I had kind of noticed that, pe- that the carriage was empty, and normally on a booked carriage, it's absolutely full. Yeah. So it's very unusual that there was no one kind of in the vicinity. Oh, God, I'm getting a foreboding bad feeling already. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> so I um, I oh. then took my headphones out and we started moving, and the guy 
just started talking to me and I thought oh here we go I didn't really want to talk to anyone this morning quite Mm. tired I just want my coffee yeah and he was like you're lovely um do you have a husband and I said yes I do and he was like that's such a shame because I'm looking for a wife and that's how it began oh god and all I can tell you is I then went on to see at least 60 photographs (laughs) of his dead mother in a (gasps) casket oh my lord that he had in an album I then went on to see him have five costume changes in the middle of the carriage. And you might be wondering why I didn't move, but this guy was fairly unstable. When you say costume changes... He changed his entire outfit. What, down to his pants and socks? Yeah, he was in his pants. I've got photographic (laughs) and video evidence of this, which we can also put on the Instagram channel. Um, Wonderful, Unfortunately for everyone who got on at Crewe because the train had broken down and the entire train had to board at Crewe and get on. Yeah. They didn't realise how crazy he was. <laughs> and you everyone crowded the train, in which, <laughs> at which point he decided to take out his cello and play a massive, this huge instrument. Oh he started to play it for the whole carriage. I've never met anyone like that. He also had over 400 photos in albums with him of the Trooping of the Colour and was obsessed with the royal family. Actually, the soldiers outside Buckingham Palace. Yeah, and I had to look at all of them. I can't believe you didn't move. I had this point in my brain where I thought, do I go with this and it will just entertain me for four hours? (laughs) The only thought... Or do I move? (laughs) And Like, if it had been like a, a short trip out of there but actually four hours all the way up to scotland i'm gonna be bored yeah let's see what unfolds and it was so entertaining <laughs> but also so crazy at the same time well i'm glad that nothing bad happened to you nothing bad you just happened. got to look at a lot of lovely pictures a naked man in a cello i mean it was weird seeing his dead mother but i really hope we can show you listeners some pictures of that i'm excited i have them i do have them <laughs> and okay. a video and after putting you through that memory <laughs> i'm sorry about that but let's I'd love to hear about your favourite trip ever. My favourite trip ever was um, a trip to Thailand and that's when I got engaged. And that was lovely. That was lovely. Because I said to Henry, please don't ever propose to me unless I'm like really glammed out (laughs) and ready for the moment. For people who don't know you, I've known you maybe 10 years and I've only ever seen you without makeup three times. Yeah, and that it's a shock that you've even seen that I know so I just said please don't do it you know I'd said that in the past please don't ever do it unless I'm ready and glammed out (laughs) for the moment I love the confidence and so when when, to be with you for the rest of our lives (laughs) and what happened Henry we'd had we were a bit jet lagged and Henry said why don't we go and look at the um, this is at 5am why don't we go because we couldn't sleep really and I couldn't sleep because he was fidgeting because he was obviously nervous to propose. And um, he said, why don't we go and look at the sunrise? I thought, really? At 5am? Can we just try and go back to sleep here? I said, OK. I don't know why I agreed to it, but I said, OK. And I just went and luckily I brushed my teeth. Yeah. Always brush your teeth. <laughs> um, <laughs> in any vaguely romantic situation, <laughs> in case you, this happens. Even if you're, you've been single for years, keep those yeah, teeth Yeah, always brush your teeth. <laughs> It's a very important lesson to learn. Um, and we went to and we went to look at the sunrise and then he proposed. Um, and obviously I didn't have a scrap of makeup on, but that's what the way he wanted to do it. And then, yeah, 
thank God I'd brushed my teeth, really. You shared some, <laughs> su- such lovely stories with us. I'm so glad that you forced me to interview you on my podcast. But that was extremely romantic and that was probably my favourite because I was just elated after that for hours and hours. I was on such a high. Well, I'm glad because if you were pissed off or moody, <laughs> yeah. it would have been a bad It would be nice for anyone. <laughs> no. So I know we haven't, we've done quite a casual um, podcast today. Yeah. But I do get questions emailed in. So oh. officially, will you be an agony aunt for any travel questions or queries? That Absolutely. Come in? And okay. I do know everything. So far yes, away. <laughs> but um, <laughs> thank you so, so much for your time today. If you'd like to hear more from Charlotte, I have some questions answered. You just email us at the girls on tour podcast at gmail.com. And if you like us, please do subscribe on our next. It's funny, we spoke so much about air travel. My next podcast will be with an actual bona fide air hostess. So tune in next time for lots of air hostess secrets. Hopefully we'll get as many as you got, Charlotte. Mm. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Mira Manga and the Girls on Tour podcast. Hello again, listeners. This is Secret Extra. <laughs> I'm just ambushing the husband that you've heard so much about. Hello, Henry. Good evening. Hi. <laughs> Henry's trying to watch the rugby. So what is it like travelling with this lady? Um, it's not too bad. It has, <laughs> it has, it has its moments. If, any, if anything, I think the biggest problem is probably when it comes to distilling makeup into the, into the little plastic clear bags. Because usually I end up having to... I, I take through like sort of three or four things and all of a sudden I'll look around and my, my cosmetics bag is just rammed full of makeups, <laughs> lipsticks, so God knows what the people at check-in think. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your <laughs> husbandly comment. Um, just so you can hear the man behind the myth. And yeah, that's your little bonus added extra. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Please do join us next week where we talk to a real-life air hostess. The wonderful Katie joins us to spill all the beans behind what those flight crew get up to when we're all asleep. Actually, she's really lovely, and I do not want you to miss that one. So until next time, if you'd like to get in touch, please drop us an email at girlsontourpodcast at gmail.com. And until then, happy trails and we'll see you next time.